This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, hopefully everyone enjoyed the week off from Husker football where we relaxed a little bit. Um, Hopefully our team took the time to get prepared for Wisconsin, but we are back and we are ready to start this week's podcast with a game. So Amy, what are we doing? All right, we are telling our favorite stories of times that we met Husker players or coaches. Laura, do you want to go first? Sure. I have a couple. Um, the one that I'll start off with, I'll go around and let everyone do one before I tell my second one. But I actually met and sat with Aaron Taylor and his wife. Um, the Remington Awards, which is for the best college center, are actually in Lincoln every year. And my husband's family, we always go. And so we actually had a table with Aaron Taylor um, and his wife. And so we got to sit with them, kind of talk a little bit about Husker football during the awards ceremony. So that was kind of fun. Really down to earth. So yeah, I got to gotta meet with him, kind of have a little bit of one-on-one time with him, which is pretty fun. I didn't realize yeah. that you got to do that. Yeah. I, cool. I got the Snapchats of it, so it, I do remember that, but it was cool. Okay. Well, I will go next. My story started off horribly and then has like really happy ending. So to set the scene, um, the night before we played trivia at that place in Omaha, we were all together. It was like I do remember this. Us. No, <laughs> I remember this for some reason. We all got that horrible. Well, not all of us, just some of us got that food poisoning, like super bad. I was up all night puking. I don't know how Laura and I got it way worse than everyone else, but anyway, it was a super rough night. And I had been talking, telling Caden that we were going to go meet his hero, Wester Camp, for like months now. He was so excited about it. He had he had that little, like, football uniform with the shoulder pads and the helmet and, like, the whole thing. So I'm just feeling horrible. We get there, and Megan took the girls, and they went – I think you guys went to, like, the quarterback line or something. We did, yes. Anyway, we immediately got in the receiver's line, and it was, like, around the stadium twice. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so we're, like, waiting and waiting, and I'm, like, sitting down in line. I have, like, the worst headache. I still feel like I might puke. Um, I, I'm sure I looked horrendous. The line is barely moving, and it, like – I don't know, probably like 15 till I was like, we aren't going to make it to the front of the line before they shut down fan day. Caden's not going to meet anybody. He started crying when I told him and I was like, why don't we just go out into the stadium? We'll see if there's any like short lines. And if not, we can just kind of like look around and you can play on the field for a little bit in your uniform. And so he's crying. I was like, we can go up in the stands and, you know, pretend like we're at a real game. And so we were sitting in the stands and he's crying and all of a sudden, this girl comes up to us and is like, hey, Coach Dub in the receiver's line wants to see you guys. And I was like, what? She was like, yeah, you guys come to the front of the line and come meet all the receivers. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we got to cut everybody. People were shooting us dirty looks. At this point, I didn't even care. We went to the front of the line. And the very first person there after Coach Dub was Jordan Westerkamp. And Caden is just like all smiles. He got to get pictures with all the receivers. Some of them were even like taking pictures with him and putting it on their Snapchats and stuff. It was like the coolest thing. And he got all their autographs. And so it went from like the worst day. Plus it was like 7 million degrees. And we were like sweating. It was, uh. But anyway, yes. So it, it ended up very happy. Yes, I do remember that one. Trip. 
Um, I, I vividly remember being sick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but I, I do remember standing in the quarterback's line because we did make it through that line before they closed everything down. And the girls got to meet Tommy Armstrong. And I think Tanner Lee was there and uh, Riker Fife. I'm trying Woo! to remember. Yeah. It, was, it was a big moment. I do remember that trip down to Memorial Stadium for fan day. And I... Do you also remember at the very end, we like met back together because you took my girls and mm-hmm. your girls and then like Josh Kalu was like in the middle, middle of the <laughs> and um, the kids like got a picture and I could see both Elizabeth and Caden like looking yes. at gold teeth and yes. I was like, oh my gosh, please don't say anything. And I could just like, I wasn't worried about your child, but I was really worried about mine, like <laughs> asking why his teeth were gold. And um, I was like, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. And then after like they took a picture, I just like grabbed Caden so that he didn't ask yeah. him. No, it was, yeah, it was a fun trip. And we actually also got pictures with Michael Rose Ivy because we were afraid we weren't going to get through the line and he was just wandering through the tunnel, you know, and <laughs> so we kind of grabbed him and we're like, can we get a picture? And so he was super gracious and kind and took a bunch of pictures with all the kids. So anyway, it was a really fun day. So I definitely remember that. And you guys know, we alluded to this on a previous podcast that I met Eric Crouch when I was in high school. So I think it was 1999. Um, so it was before he won the Heisman, but he spoke at like a youth event of some kind. And I don't remember, this is why this is not a good story. I don't remember a whole <laughs> lot of why I was there afterwards and what was going on exactly, but basically everyone had left. But um, anyway, he was in there and the lady who was in charge of the event was like, oh my gosh, he's still in there. Go say hi, go introduce yourself. So I went in there and I introduced myself and shook his hand. And anyway, and then a couple of years That's later, a he was Heisman winner. I know. So the, the very same hand he held that trophy in, I was lucky enough to shake that hand. Pretty cool. Anyway, so yeah, but the story I want to tell is one that involves all three of us. So you guys can all chime in probably three years ago. We were in Washington, D.C., and and we were still in the airport, and I think, Laura, you had said something about Tom Osborne being on your flight. Well, yeah. Let me back up just like a few steps, and I'll turn it back over to you. Story, because I wasn't there at the beginning. Yeah, so Megan's correct. We did all of a girls' trip, including Autumn, um, came with us, and so Autumn and I flew out of Omaha, Nebraska, and Autumn and I are going through security, and Autumn's in front of me. It's me. And then someone comes up like right behind me. Like they kind of scared me and like put their stuff up on the table to go through. And I looked back like just briefly and I had that moment like I know this person. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Tom Osborne. And like I kind of like just gave him a nod. But then I was like, should I say something? I don't know. I don't want to overwhelm him. So we went. I was like, I'm just going to leave him alone. He was there with his wife. So we went finished going through security. And it ended up that he was on our flight because it was one of the only direct flights to Washington, D.C., So, of course, we meet up with Megan and Amy in D.C., and that's when Megan can take the story back. Okay. Well, that's pretty much the whole story. Well, no, that is not the story. That is not the story because then I told you. I told you because I met Megan at the airport. So I got my phone out so I could take a picture if we saw him. And, lo and, and she's behold, like stalking people there through the airport. He comes, there he comes walking through the airport right through the baggage claim. And so I started taking pictures from a distance discreetly. Okay. Okay. Here's here's the most ironic part of this. Amy is freaking out about how I'm taking pictures of Tom Osborne. I'm like, what else am I supposed to do, Amy? It's not like I'm mugging him or like running up there trying to get a picture with him, a selfie or something. I'm just taking pictures. Anyway, 
It was you quite the one that cool. You gotta play it cool. Like just accidentally like brush up and be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, hey Tom. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> you don't just like paparazzi like in the bushes yeah. take pictures. Okay. It's so funny because Megan is not the one to take pictures of stuff. That's definitely Amy. Amy will always be snapping pictures. I'm like decently bad, but Megan never takes pictures of anything to so to see the reverse was kind of ironic that Megan was like fangirling and Amy's like, Oh my gosh, so embarrassing. It felt weird. It felt very weird, but Anyway, I was just so yeah, curling in a different way. Okay, I just have one last one. It's a really quick one, and I can't remember who all involved. I know it was Luke, my mom and dad, but I didn't. I thought maybe Amy was with us. Maybe not. We actually ran into Scott Frost in the airport. No, um, I wasn't because I. You guys never let me live it down. You were like rubbing it in my face day after day that you saw him, <laughs> and I wasn't there. And and then he signed his autograph on the back of like mom's lingerie receipt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't have any papers, so mom like pulled out a receipt and she's like humiliated later. She's like a lingerie receipt, so he signed a receipt or something. Yeah. But yeah, he was. I mean, I think he's, he's probably late twenties when he saw him. I mean, he was a good looking man. So that was pretty exciting for me being like a young last seeing Scott in person. Impressionable young lady. After us, I was like, woo. before that but I sure did after (laughs) I believe that I um, was a fan before anybody else was if you saw my locker in middle school or my binder I always like cut out the like the Sunday newspaper like back when you know there was a newspaper I would like always cut out the pictures of him and like tape Mm. them on the binder and stuff anyway another uh, another way of fangirling Yes, I have one other story, and um, this was when we went to the red-white game a couple years ago. Um, We went down on the field at the end of the game. Laura and I took Caden and Kaylee down there, and we got to meet Ozigbo. We got a picture with Ozigbo before he kind of, like, you know, was big. Um, Like his, (laughs) I mean, before he, you know, because, like, that was back when Mike Riley was still the coach, and he didn't use him, like, he should have. Anyway, before his potential was seen, we got to meet him. And then there was like some players signing autographs. And so we went over there and one of them was Luke Gifford. And when Caden got up to like the front of the line, he was like, oh, here, buddy, I got something for you. And he remember that was the game. He had like a couple interceptions for the red team and he had that cast on his hand. So he only had one football glove on but he took his football glove off and he gave it to Caden and Caden like slept with it that night oh my and like gosh, that's so gross. He, he, yeah you he like that? you didn't know that I didn't know that no oh yeah, yeah. like I have pictures of Caden sleeping with that glove for like the next three weeks and then it like was kind of grossing me out so we put it up on his dresser but it's up there with all his other Husker stuff now all right well let's transition into talking about the college football playoff rankings. Um, The first ones came out last week and we haven't had a chance to really talk about what our reactions were. So what were your guys' thoughts on the rankings and were there any surprises? Well, the fact that Minnesota at a zero loss team was still ranked behind four, five, six, six teams that had two losses tells me they do not respect Minnesota. So I'm still not a believer in Minnesota either, but that's beside the point. And then the fact that Notre Dame <laughs> I don't like them either. <laughs> Notre Dame is Notre Dame is sitting at fifteen too is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But Okay. I mean otherwise um, I, I didn't have I didn't really disagree too much with like the top ten. I I, I was fine with it. I had um because I was I was at work but I was watching when they were like the first playoff rankings came out and I had called the first three spot on. I had said Ohio State, LSU, Alabama I had thought Clemson was going to be number four just because they do seem to respect them. Like in the past, they've just always gotten, you know, 
they've seen them as legit. And so I was a little surprised that um, Penn State was up there. I did think that was fun to have two Big Ten teams in the top four mm-hmm. and to have the number one spot too. I do think Penn State was a little <laughs> overrated, but it was one of those things I wasn't really upset about. I still don't think Clemson should be fifth, um, but they're only going to move up after Penn State losing. Well, yeah, I mean, they're really the only team that has nothing to worry about because who are they mm-hmm. going to play? Like, yeah. there's no, we knew Penn State had to face eventually probably OSU if, if they would have won at Minnesota. We knew LSU had to face Alabama. So if you're sitting at five at Clemson, like, you might feel a little slighted, but, like, you've got a shoe in. You just you can't lose you're, an ACC. Yeah. Like, you control fine. your own destiny exactly. and an easy right. path. Yeah. But, and I and it just goes because there's two two lost SEC teams sitting at ten and eleven too when they first came out so it's still kind of annoying to me. Right, ranked ahead of this is how they tell you this is how you know the Big Ten and SEC are viewed the highest because Baylor at eight and zero is sitting behind two lost Florida and two lost Auburn. So right, I, and I kind of though like I don't think Baylor is a number twelve team, but I think that'll sort itself out this weekend when they play Oklahoma. But I just. Yeah, you do have to have some kind of, like, if you haven't lost any games, I don't know. It's just Mm -hmm. frustrating. Yeah. What did you guys think about Georgia being the highest ranked one-loss team? Would you agree with that? The only other one-loss team that maybe might have an argument is Oklahoma. I don't think Utah or Oregon really has a claim. (sighs) I think Oklahoma, if they hadn't almost lost Iowa State this weekend, would have helped themselves out a lot more in that situation. Um, Mm -hmm. I was totally not expecting that. Like, I know Iowa State's always kind of had their number, but I just thought, you know, they had to sit with a a loss under their belt through their bye week, and I just kind of expected them to come out, like, more Mm -hmm. ready. And, yeah, I think they could have made a case for themselves being one of the better one-loss teams, but after that, it just, I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly, again, they value the Big Ten and the SEC. It's very clear. I mean, I think they value the SEC more than the Big Ten. When you look at these, when you look at Minnesota as an unbeaten team in the Big Ten, still down it. Yeah. uh, Although their argument with Minnesota was that they hadn't played anybody yet, which was true. Yeah, which is... They are Minnesota. But Clemson hasn't played anyone either, and they're number five. But they're Clemson. Like, they just... Well, I know, but I'm just saying, I think if you're just going to say strength of schedule, a couple of these schools... We could say the same for them. Okay. Well, what did you guys think about, because I think this was the biggest controversy, was Ohio State being number one? I don't think that I was don't, I Oh, I think it's very obvious. Because when they were announced, I think like Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet, mm-hmm. and maybe even David Pollock were like, yep, had them at number one. They're mm-hmm. the best team. I was, I'll just give my opinion about Ohio State. I think they are clearly the best team right now. I would put them up against anyone. I would put them up against LSU, and I would still pick Ohio State at this point. However, I was surprised. I mean, they played without him this week, and they, I mean, I know they played Maryland, but that was not a bad performance. Yeah, I think even without Chase Young, they still beat anyone this year. And I mean, the thing is, if they do end up playing LSU, I think at that point they should have Chase Young back. I mean, I know that they don't fully have all the details of, you know, how well, many it's, a four, it's, a four, out, it's a four games. I think four games is the most. Yeah. But they're going to appeal, so it might be. Trying to get less. it down to two. Right, right. So, anyway, so he would be back anyway by the time that yeah. they played. So, yeah, I was just surprised that the committee recognized 
Ohio State as number one. I did not expect that. I thought that they would put LSU at one. I agree with them, but I was surprised by that because I, I just kind of felt like we've been hearing strength of schedule, strength of schedule, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that would be more important to them. But yeah. apparently the eye test was a little bit more. Yeah, because, I mean, strength of schedule to date, definitely LSU's had it harder than Ohio State. But Although I think Texas has kind of been a little bit exposed and that what people thought was that big game at the beginning of the season I don't think which it was early that was an early game for both of them whatever but I think Texas has kind of fallen off so I don't think they've played as many tough games as I thought one thing about LSU's strength of schedule is Texas doesn't look like a great win at this point and their two strongest wins before this weekend beating Alabama were Florida and Auburn which are both two lost teams and I think that's Part of their strength of schedule is also an SEC bias. Oh, these teams are good because they're SEC teams. Right. Um, it's hard to compare that, you know, when that's their conference. And so I don't see how that's different than looking at Penn State and saying, oh, well, Penn State has one loss, but it's a Big Ten loss to an unbeaten team. So that's a really strong, you know, Penn State's going to drop way more than right. Alabama or LSU Alabama. would have. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I just I still think that there is that really strong SEC bias. I think it's okay because a lot of this is going to sort itself out. Anyway, that's a good transition, I guess, into what do you guys think will happen tomorrow night now that we've seen another week of games? I think the top two remain unchanged. I still think they're going to keep Ohio State at one. Really? Oh, I do. A lot of people think LSU is getting moved. To I kind of one. think they might. I kind of think LSU might go up to number one. I'm going to I'm gonna hold firm because okay. eh, I'm going to hold firm on that one. I am too. I, I'm going to hold firm because I still think that Ohio State should be number one. So mm-hmm. I'm going to hold firm that like the committee has somewhat of good, good instincts. Like, <laughs> good instincts. I don't know like what the word is, but like, uh, yeah. So I'm going to pick Ohio State, but I, I think that I won't be surprised if they pick LSU to be number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Clemson's going to go to three. I think so. I don't think I don't think Bama's going to fall that far, which is going to take me off. But, well, they well, didn't in the coaches or the AP poll. They only fell to four. Yeah, they yeah. fell to lots. They, yeah, they were they were. Sick. But it's like I I guess if these are the rankings and they're like the third team and they lose to number two, should they drop that? You know, like should they drop that much though? Mm-hmm. Like, but the thing is, if they're still in a playoff spot, I think that's wrong because. And this is why you have to expand because they had their shot at beating LSU and they didn't do it. And and this mm-hmm. was the same thing I said last year when everyone was like, oh, Georgia should get in after the loss to Alabama because yeah. they, like, no, they had their shot and they yeah, did. You don't want to see a rematch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't see a rematch. You have to give somebody else a shot. And that's why it needs to go to at least eight teams because yeah, like they probably were more deserving than, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else, but they had their shot. So you, you can't. Mm-hmm. do that that's yeah. why it's frustrating yeah well and I think I think Alabama will continue to fall because their strength of schedule is so bad this year that was their only game I mean mm-hmm. Auburn I guess they'll play but other than that they're not really playing anyone that's ranked and they're not going to play in the SEC championship game so mm-hmm. you know unless LSU just falls apart yeah. you know right. <laughs> so most likely they're not playing in that championship game and so I think that 
alone will take them out of it unless there's just mass chaos and well, everyone unless starts losing. Well, something crazy happens in the SEC championship game, which, again, that's not fair because you shouldn't be able to sit on a bye week like mm-hmm. when everyone else is competing for their championships. And mm-hmm. because you're in the championship, just, like, pick up the leftovers and get in because you didn't play anybody. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, you should have to play. Mm-hmm. That's why it should be like the Power Five champions and then three at large. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree because right now you're leaving Power Five champion out anyway. Right. And so I think eight teams is like a minimum just to ensure that there's some kind of fairness in yeah. in terms of rewarding conference champions. Because it's like no one complains about March Madness, like. Oh, not a, and I get that you can't have 64 teams, but mm-hmm. I get it. You know, basketball is different, but it's like there is no controversy in that national mm-hmm. championship. There never is. Mm-hmm. But year after year in football, there is. And I get it's a different sport. You can't play that many games. I totally get it. But there's got to be a better option than just four. Yeah. Okay. So we have Clemson at three. Who do you guys think will be four? Do you think Alabama? Do you think someone else? I'm I mean, trying to decide who's going to leapfrog up. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think that, that's the question. I think, I think Georgia might go to number four. Okay. But see, I don't know, though, because Tua wasn't 100%, so they could be like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe they do still, maybe they will just drop one and, and Bama will still be at four. But I think. I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if they almost want to squeeze a Pac-12 team in there. Like, yeah. I, because I, I mean, Georgia would make the most sense, but. Mm-hmm. Just because of how it is currently, mm-hmm. I, I almost wonder if they if they sneak a Pac-12 team in there. Yeah, and leave them. Well, I'm. I think we're probably agreed it's not going to be Oklahoma. <laughs> not after last no. week. I I do wonder about Oregon. Did they not play this week though? That's the only thing that might hurt them is the fact that they were on a bye, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's same as Utah. So now I'm now I'm wondering. I'm like Baylor can't possibly make the jump. Can't I mean? No, no. They went and to I overtime. Think, so I don't think Minnesota will either. I wouldn't. I think I, I'm torn between be Georgia, Bama, Oregon. I mean, I think if I were, what I think will happen is Georgia. What I think should happen is I think Minnesota should <laughs> rocket all the way up there to number four because they beat the number four team and they're undefeated. You know, I just I don't see how you don't reward that. I think I think Minnesota's going to be in the top ten, but they're not going to yeah. be. But I don't think that will happen either. But I, I mean, I think it should. Like, if I, I, I would say, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm still not convinced on Minnesota. I'm really not. Yeah, but I know. we'll see. They've got Iowa coming up, so we'll see. Here's the thing, like, I like. Did you see the thing PJ Pleck did with the diamond, <laughs> the coal and the diamond? No. Okay, I was like embarrassed for them. And explain it to me. Okay, so like, Writing I guess cringe. they all like got pieces of coal and like wrote down things that they wanted to like cast out like just like hard mm-hmm. things that they've been through like you know pressure mm-hmm. it's like when you put pressure on the coal what's it gonna do and then like after they beat Penn State PJ Flick comes in the locker room and he's like and after the coal is pressured the Penn State season we're 1-0 and he like pulls this like giant diamond like 
fake diamond fake zirconium. <laughs> and he like See, holds it out. It's like like in the Lion King when the dad like holds the lion yeah, up. He's like holding that diamond up and like all the players and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. I'm in the Big Ten right now. I'm embarrassed he's that I'm so... like, I was it was the most cringy thing I'd ever seen. That maybe that's I just really do not like him. He's so gimmicky. Remember like when yeah. he had like a piece of cotton in his pants and he's like, Go I knew it, I knew we were going to the cotton ball. I knew it. I have a piece of cotton in my pants. I'm like, okay, weirdo. Like I really do not like him. <laughs> okay. Do you guys okay. remember though at the beginning of this season when you guys were like, he's all like flair and like pomp yes. and circumstance, but yes. he can't coach? And I said, I think he can coach. No. Yeah, he I don't think he coach. can. I think he has coaches that can coach. I don't think he coaches. I think he runs around and does stupid gimmicky things. Okay, okay, he's like a motivational speaker. Yes. Um. Yes, I'm I definitely still not convinced. <laughs> I will say I'm not as far as Laura is, though. I definitely was surprised by Minnesota on Saturday. Did not see that coming. I don't know. I think I might have been wrong about that team because at the beginning of the season, I was saying it's a lot of hype. They're a good team, but they're not anything great. And I still don't think, you know, they're well, no Ohio State, but... Right. Like I'm kind I, of wondering, like, I, I do think maybe I misjudged them a little bit. I, I've i been more impressed than I thought I would be with Minnesota. Nothing to say about PJ Fleck. Like, he is not the kind of person that <laughs> appeals to me, but he is motivating and he is getting results, well, however he's I, going about it. Um, I, I'll I be convinced know. if they beat Iowa and they beat Wisconsin, Okay, I'll, I will change my opinion. I, I am not convinced. Okay. I think that they do have a shot like they're not going to beat Ohio State they, they can't beat right. Ohio State I don't think so but like the thing and the reason that I picked them to beat Penn State is because they do have a giant offensive line they can mm-hmm. buy their quarterback time to throw uh, Penn State is very good on the line stopping the run but like I said if they can throw the ball against them they've got a shot and both I feel like both Wisconsin and Iowa are weaker in the secondary Iowa much weaker than Wisconsin but I think that they can beat Iowa, too. I think mm-hmm. Minnesota will. Wisconsin, that's going to be a tougher game. But I still think that they can. But they're not going to beat Ohio State. I mean, no, just- I don't think so either. But did you see their quarterback on Saturday? I mean, he had an unbelievable game. I don't know if he's been playing like that all season. But <laughs> I was impressed. I, like- have you seen some of the, the throws he's made and like the and they've got a good receiving core. They can run and yeah. pass. Like they they are a good team. Like I mean, when they played yeah. us at the beginning of the season when they almost lost to South Dakota State, I was like, oh my gosh, they're gonna have a rough season. But then like the more they played, and I and I think that all those like close games at the beginning of the season just gave them confidence. And right now they're like rowing that boat with confidence. Yeah, and that's part of why they're playing so well too. Is that They've been in those tough, tight game situations. Yeah. They've come out on top every single time. Mm-hmm. And football is a very emotional sport. And when you play with that kind of confidence, that's mm-hmm. just like an added level to your game that, yeah. you know, it helps them. There's mm-hmm. no getting around that. Yeah. So anyway, I'm here to say I was wrong about Minnesota. I think they're a good team. We'll see what happens. Any other thoughts on the rankings tomorrow? Any other predictions that you guys have? I think Nebraska will. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if we're ready, then I will hand it off to Amy for Football on Fleek. Okay. So for Football on Fleek, we are picking best booty in college football. And I'll go ahead and go first. And I'm picking our very own 
Jack Stoll, and it's no coincidence that his position is tight end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the jokes. Yes, I just, he's like bigger, stronger, I don't know. He's just got a good one. Okay. okay. I'll be sure to check it out this game. Like, we'll be I looking like, now. That's right. I, I need something exciting to focus on. Do it in depth and sound like a pervert or anything, but I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, you did, but that's okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Go in depth. So, Laura, why don't you go next then? All right, ladies. Have you ever tried to squeeze in some tight white pants? Have you yes. ever tried to squeeze Happy. 399 pounds into some tight white pants? And have you ever hiked no those comment. pants up six feet, nine inches? Because that is the person that I have picked. Um, so he actually plays for Minnesota. Uh, Daniel, I wanna, I'm going to butcher his name, Fulele. But yeah, he is six foot nine, 399 pounds. So if we're talking about a badonkadonk, I think I found one. And I know you guys are furiously Googling it right now. I'm not, I know exactly what you're talking about because I, wa- I watched him play all season. I don't think it's that great. I don't know. I just was going for like the juiciest or biggest. I wasn't really going for the best. Okay. I had a hard time with this. Oh, okay. Sure. I- <laughs> Such a hard time. I'm not as good at objectifying men. Um, but <laughs> I, I felt like you can go in two directions. You can either go with your center because whose butt is more important on a team than the Who's center? Felt up more than Who's the center? Who's going to have the quarterback's hands all over his butt more? They I haven't really them. had, yeah, well, I haven't really had a lot of time to check out Cam Jurgen's butt. So I went the other direction. And do you know, like when your babies are small and they sleep with their little butts up in the air and they're so like cute and it's like they're still at that stage where you just like want to eat them and you can just like grab their whole butt in your hand and just like squeeze it <laughs> it's so so okay cute. i take it back amy you're not the creeper megan thank is you. <laughs> thank okay, you so that's where i'm like who has a cute little butt that's just wanna, a handful wandale robinson he's just the cutest out there he's so little and i just you know i think he has and you want a cute little butt. butt let's go meet and, him and like you should start with that line Yep. Listen, I'm not here to objectify you. I'm just here to grab your butt. I just want to grab your butt. In a motherly way. <laughs> In a motherly way. <laughs> oh, that's definitely the creepiest section I've done. Yes. Okay, well, Amy, that's your fault because you picked that, so. Okay, listen, I panicked, and I just, what do you do when you and she looked at her Google search history, and she was like, got it. I know, that's the other thing. I'm like, if I die and someone looks back to my Google search history, they're going to be really concerned about me. Anyway, mine just kept going to tight ends. Like, it, it like, kept, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I actually want pictures of butts, and, like, it, w- it wasn't getting what I was looking for, so I just, just <laughs> went never off. Used I, before. <laughs> I just went off knowledge I've already got stored away, so. I think it's, it's time to transition to our next segment. All right. Well, we will recap the games from last week. We were all kind of losers, but Amy was the least of the losers. <laughs> we did not do well this week, you guys. But Amy got the most. Um, starting with Penn State, Minnesota. I agree. I did not see this coming, uh, but she called that game. Amy, any last-minute thoughts on that? No, I like being right. I do think Minnesota like kind of made a name for themselves this week, and... Like I said, I think that they will beat Iowa. I think they have a shot against Wisconsin, but they're going to have to play very well. Um, but there's no chance of them, you know, beating Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. So I still can't believe the quarterback threw 
that pass in the end zone. Clifford, I'm like, that was the dumbest pass. I'm like, you idiot. Before, did you guys hear, I think it was during game day, or it was either, like, the pregame when they were warming up. They were, like, comparing his stats to Trace McSorley and trying to say that he was, like, a better quarterback. And I, I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I obviously don't well, he think He had more passing stuff. yards than Morgan did. I, I obviously don't think that's everything. But, like, just the fact that they were trying to compare them, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> really grasping for something. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Well, I think that one was the biggest shock to me out of, out of the ones we picked. Next game up, LSU-Alabama. Um, Amy and I took LSU. Megan took Bama. It was a really good game. We actually went down, so Michael and I went down to Kansas City uh, for my birthday this weekend, and we were watching at the hotel bar, and we had the most obnoxious Alabama fans in front of us. And when I'm saying obnoxious, it's like Amy and I times 50. It was so bad. She would yell and scream every play, jump up and down, high five. Like, when they would miss a ball, she would, like, literally get on her hands and knees on the floor and put her head in between her legs. It was... (laughs) unbearable we had to okay this is how bad it was it was a free open bar with free snacks and free drinks for two hours and we left after 15 minutes because we could not handle her so to you lady out there suck it alabama lost i would have stayed around to see what she did when they lost she probably went out of her mind that's so true we thought about that but then we didn't want to get like a glass thrown at us or something so Anyways, doesn't I? I thought LSU was a better team. Um, mm-hmm. I did pick them. It shocked me that Alabama opened at seventeen. I know it was down to six and a half when we picked. Yeah, but that shocks me. That was crazy. And the other thing that shocked me was how bad Alabama looked. And it wasn't yeah. LSU forcing errors. It was Alabama. Well, and yeah, then, yeah, yes, and it wasn't even because like okay, Tua did have that drop where he just like dropped the ball, <laughs> but like. Other than that, and, and that was completely an unforced error, but, like, the kid's playing on an ankle that he just had surgery on a few weeks ago. Like, you're going to have to help him out. The number of dropped passes that Alabama receivers had, like, that he either put right on the money or good enough that you need to make that catch in this kind of game. I thought Portua got, like, no help that game from his receivers or barely any help. Because yeah. I think if you look at his stats from that game, it's like, he like, you know, Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow looks like way better. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think he played better. Like, you know, yes, he wasn't hurt. So it's like, that's kind of hard, you know, when you throw that um, variable in. But like, if you just go off, like, you know, the passes he threw and stuff, he should have had a lot more yards. Yeah. And Tua did. Tua had more yards. He was the pass leader over Burrow. But so he actually did outperform him. It should have been way more like that beautiful long pass at the end that just like dropped like I just I felt for two of that because that's going to be frustrating like you can't really run you're on a bum ankle it's just like that's all you can do is pass and then when your receivers don't catch the ball that's got to be frustrating mm-hmm. um, yeah and, and then sure. I, I just I like Tua I, I like him I don't like Bama I mean you guys know that but like I just felt for <laughs> two game because I just felt like he was kind of made to look worse than he was yeah, it, was, it wasn't just him um, because the, they had so that interruption penalties. on LSU and they had 12 men on the field, you know? I mean, it was just right. little things like that that I could just see Nick's head, like, imploding, you know? He was so frustrated. Jugulars would pop out. Yeah, I mean, it's all the things that Alabama doesn't do. The right, typically you know them as the disciplined team and they yeah. were not. It was but left you know, and right flags. you know that this season they are leading the SEC in penalties. 
Yeah, it does. That doesn't shock me. I saw three or four in a row. Yeah, no, I mean, so it is like a symptom of something larger that has been pervasive this entire season, but it still surprised me to see them come out and just not be ready to play. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. So anyway, LSU did look a lot better. All right, next game, <laughs> which we all dropped, um, K-State, Texas. I was watching this with K-State fans, too, because I was in Kansas City. And Kansas State went up big, not big, mm-hmm. but decently large. I think it was like 17 zip or 14 zip. And Texas came back, which is super disappointing. So we, I don't – I think game. Texas is decent. What? We, we all got this game. Texas was favored in this game by like five points and K-State. Kept oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we got it correct. Yes. But I think we all thought Kansas State would win too, didn't we? Yes, we we all picked Kansas State, but I don't cover. Yeah. Right. I don't know that we specified. Apologies. I I think personally, I thought K-State would actually win the game too, but I guess you're right. Technical definition, they did cover, so we did pick them. So we all got it right. Excuse me. Um, Next game, Iowa-Wisconsin. I did call this one and I nailed it because I said Iowa will cover but not win. And they did. They came back toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw just a little bit of the game, not a ton. Um, do you guys have any like standout moments for, while you guys are watching it? I mean, no, I, I didn't see the game. I, I I was flipping back and forth. I didn't watch the whole game. Um, but because obviously the LSU Alabama game was on, but I I did flip and and like it, I kind of felt like Wisconsin was Alabama in that game. Like they were just like shooting themselves in the foot. They were in the red zone. I don't know how many times and had multiple opportunities to score touchdowns, and they left with field goals or nothing. Like, the yards and stuff that they have, I, I feel like if you look at the stats, it, you would have thought it was a bigger margin of victory than it was. They should have won by a lot more, and they just, I don't know, they just kind of sucked. So Yeah, Wisconsin's kind of letting me down. Yeah, they started off the season so good, and now I'm like, well, hey, maybe we got a shot. Like, I know, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better about Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So, Jonathan Taylor uh, did have a season high, 250 yards rushing. So, just something of note. I know he's probably still not in the Heisman talk as much, especially with Joe Burrow doing so well, but something to mention. Next game, Iowa State, Oklahoma. I believe we all took Oklahoma, so we were all incorrect on this one, right? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of upset I took Oklahoma because I definitely was cheering for Iowa State. Um, Mr. Purdy at quarterback, uh, slam actually fumbled at one point, which is kind of surprising, but yeah, that was a good game. It was close as back and forth. What comments do you guys have on the Iowa State Oklahoma yeah, game? The ending to that game was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like Oklahoma had a big lead and, mm-hmm. and they kind of like didn't finish them. And that's why, like, I think when people are like, oh, because, like, some people were, like, when Ryan Day went for that onside kick. <laughs> some people were, like, oh. <laughs> and other people were, like, oh. Hey. Everybody say so, hey. Oh. Like, like, that's actually, like, I appreciate that. Like, this isn't Little League anymore. This isn't, you know, peewees or whatever. You put your opponent under your heel and you crush them. And if Oklahoma had done that, they wouldn't have been in that situation at the end of the game where they, like, let them eke back in and then, like, mm-hmm. almost lost it on a two-point conversion. So you're it's saying like, Lincoln I, Riley is too nice. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Comparing, I'm comparing them to Ryan Day and like how, like, yeah. I don't know why exactly they started falling apart, but like that, that like punish and kill mindset mm-hmm. that Ryan has at Ohio State, that's how winners are made. And that like Oklahoma yeah. just didn't have that mindset. Like they had them on the ropes. They had a comfortable lead and then they mm-hmm. didn't 
put them away. And that's what you have to do. Why do you guys think that Matt Campbell went for two? Why did he go for the win? Because he's got balls. I I like like it. I think your momentum in the last few minutes, the momentum had swung all to Iowa State. I know. Um, that's why I'm confused so, about it. I'm like, you guys had the momentum. Why were but, you trying but, to end the game? But you're in Oklahoma. Like you Yeah, you're away. You you have one play yeah. and you win the game. Like I yeah. agree with like I, I, like, do I don't think there's any wrong like I don't think you would have been wrong to, to kick the extra point and then go into overtime. But like I no. I respect that right there. Like I think when you're playing away and like I said, the momentum's with you, you take it to try to capture and end the game. So I, I actually agree with it too. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying I disagreed with it, but I was surprised by it. I mean, I'm kind of in 50-50. Like, I can see the argument for going for two in the game. Like you said, when you've got the momentum, just go ahead and capitalize on it. But I also don't feel like it's the same as when UNC was playing Clemson and you're clearly outmatched. I felt like they could have hung with Oklahoma for a little while longer. So it wasn't as obvious of a decision to me as it was in the UNC Clemson game. Did you see um, when they scored that last um, touchdown right before they went for two? Like either it was like either Boomer Sooner was like up in the <laughs> up in the stands and he was like prone, like laying on the man <laughs> thing. Did you guys see that part at no, all? No. Oh, it was like my favorite part of the game. You got to Google it. It was really funny. All right. Speaking of Ryan Day keeping his foot on the uh, gas, did you guys see they went for the onside kick when they were up like by a yeah. lot? That's yes. what I was just talking about. That I like some people are like, oh, you can't, you can't like rub it in that you're winning. No, like this is the big boys. And honestly, like I think like if I was Maryland, like I would appreciate someone trying their hardest the whole game rather than being like, okay, we're just gonna take it easy you know, on you. Here, here you go, score a touchdown. Like I don't know, like I the yeah. Petter almost appreciates being played harder than like yeah yeah some of the commentators were saying oh maybe he was doing that so he would have it on film for the guys to break down you know later on in the week but I think Ohio State's playing Maryland LSU is playing Alabama Ohio State needs to win by as many points as they possibly can to make a case for themselves I think that's what was going on but Ryan Day said, said in the past like it doesn't matter where you're at and then the spots one through four in the playoff rankings as long as mm-hmm. you get in. But you know what? I think it does because statistically you're supposed to play the weaker, the weakest team if yeah. you are number one. Yeah. And you rather like play number like, four than right. be number two, play number it's three? Like, I mean, unless they mess, you know, those rankings up and the harder team actually is number four, right. you know, like yeah. Bama or something. I, like, I don't know what he's thinking, but I just like, I think it's a pride thing too. Like, once you are number one, like you don't want to lose that spot. And, you know, yeah. he's got, yeah, he's got to make a statement. Stay up there. Next game here, Megan sold her soul, but she got it right. So she can do it that way. I hope you feel Stan- good about it. I hope you feel yeah. good about it. Stanford, Colorado. Stanford was favored by three. They actually ended up losing by three, but I definitely did not watch this game. I didn't either. I didn't. Okay. I did not watch the game. I mean, there's okay playing, so I wasn't going to waste my time on those. All right. Well, fair enough then. Um, Wake, Vatek. Um, Megan and Amy got this one right. I had no clue and went with Wake, which is a mistake. They got blown out. But um, what did you guys like about Virginia Tech? I, I was slipping to it a little bit just because I had picked Virginia Tech, and I um, I expected them to win. Because, like, when I flipped to the game, it was, like, close. Like, I don't know, like, a few points in it. I think Wake scored after I started watching, and then Virginia Tech. So it, like, kind of – the lead swung, and then – 
Virginia Tech like stepped on the gas and put them away and finished them. Um, and that's kind of like what I've been expecting all game. Um, just how close they played Notre Dame. And I, I just was, a, yeah, I was expecting them to be wake by a lot. Virginia Tech started off the season really rough, just really struggling against a lot of FCS teams. But like you said, they played Notre Dame really close. And the game before that, I can't remember who they played, but they had they kind of turned a corner and they were starting to play what looked to be better football. So, I mean, we'll see how long this lasts, but they things might be coming together for them. I think they might be the second best team in the ACC right now. All right. Well, that's the recap. What's going on for this week? Well, Laura, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on this. I think I know what you're going <laughs> to say. Gonna, I thought you were going to say, I'm very glad you asked. I was like, well, it's your segment. You so I am also ahead. glad you asked because okay. I would love to go to the segment. So picks for next week. I want to start in the Big Ten. Minnesota is playing at Iowa. Iowa. Crazy to me, but Laura can speak into this because I know she has a strong opinion on it. Minnesota isn't even favored. Iowa's favored by three. That bums me out because if for sure Minnesota was favored, I would like put all my money on Iowa. I'm a little nervous that they're favored, but since it's only three, they're playing at home. I'm going to take Iowa. Like I said, still not convinced on Minnesota. Okay. Amy? I do. It does make me nervous picking teams like multiple times in a row. But here's the thing. And like, I, I know you guys aren't fans of PJ Fleck. But I think if he's got any kind of brain in his head, he will attack Iowa secondary. If you have seen Iowa play this year, like every single big play on them has been like they have blown. Like they can't cover deep. They don't have the speed deep. So I think that Minnesota can win. I mean, they can definitely cover. I think that they'll win the game if they can get their receivers going again like they did um, against Penn State. Um, and, and this is why I was, like, so confused why Wisconsin – like, I get it, Wisconsin's a running team. They've got Jonathan Taylor. But, like, every time that they pass deep on Iowa, they got it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why aren't you doing that more? Like, I don't understand why mm-hmm. people aren't attacking – because when Iowa State played them, they had, what, two or three big chunk yard touchdowns on pass plays. Iowa just doesn't have the speed back there. So, yeah. your receivers – you know, if I was coaching the game, Minnesota would definitely cover. <laughs> but, okay. anyway. I'm Move over, PJ Fleck. Get here with some diamonds. Give me that I'm going to take Minnesota as well. This is partly because, like I said earlier, I think I was wrong about Minnesota. I think I underestimated them a little bit. But I definitely disrespect Iowa. So <laughs> this is a little bit of both. So, Amy, we will be on the, the PJ Fleck train one, one more week. It's a boat. but <laughs> Oh, yeah, the boat. I'm sorry. Boat's going to take on water. We'll you know what, though, the thing is, I'm not going to be upset when it does take water because I'm so sick of hearing row the boat, yeah. row the boat, row the boat. Yeah, that, like, I know. Does, I'm going to be ready for it to sink, but I just don't think it's going to sink this week. Okay. Let's go to the Big 12. We have two games in the Big 12 to pick. So the first one is Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State's favored by six and a half. Um, what do you guys think? This is really tough. It is, because if you go by, like, oh, Oklahoma beat Texas, yes. Yes. and then, like, Texas, but then, like, because K-State beat Oklahoma, but then yeah. Texas like beat the transitive K-State. property it's, seems yeah, to, to it suggest does, Iowa State would win. Yeah. It doesn't work. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State. It's going to be a little chillier this weekend. Maybe Texas is a little used to the warmer weather. I'm going to bet on Matt Campbell. I will take Iowa State at home. 
See, I, I kind of, like, it kills me, like, picking Texas in anything. But because the spread is almost a touchdown in favor of Iowa State, it almost makes me want to pick Texas because I think it will be a close game. And then that gives them the edge. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, like, I really find it hard to pick Texas in anything. It just goes against my very nature. Okay, so... Bottom line is, <laughs> so we're very confused. So I Make just like give, give me one second to think about it. Okay. Well, while you're thinking, I'm going to take Texas just because of the spread. I yeah, also think it's going to be a close that's game. That's what's tearing me up too. Is I'm yeah, like, I think this I is a hard win. one though. Yeah, this one sucks. Yeah. All right, let's speed it up though. Let's get through these. Amy, what do you pick? Okay. Yeah, I'm sticking with my initial go of Texas because of the spread. Um, okay. Yeah. Plus, okay. I think I think Texas and Oklahoma match up differently to teams, and I think Texas kind of has the edge in this game. So I'm going to go Texas. Okay. Oklahoma is playing at Baylor. Baylor is undefeated, and Oklahoma is favored by nine. I'm going to take Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma, too. I... Baylor just hasn't been. Okay. Yeah, like Baylor hasn't. I, they haven't played anybody. And when you almost like lose to TCU in three overtimes, like I think Oklahoma will put them away. I also yeah. like because they didn't come through for me last week. I'm gonna go back to them just because I feel like odds go up of them hitting this time. So if Chip and Joanna Gaines are listening, we're sorry that we're not picking Baylor. Okay. Well, whoa, not so fast because oh. I am picking oh. Baylor. Oh, I'm picking okay. Baylor. Number one, because the spread is nine, and Oklahoma, I'm kind of losing confidence in them. Also, Baylor has a really good defense, and I think they will keep it closer than nine. I think they'll keep it close towards the beginning, kind of like how the Kansas game started, mm-hmm. but then I think Oklahoma will fall away. I don't think as much as the Kansas game, but I think that, that there will be some separation there towards the end. All right, well, let's go to the ACC. UNC is playing at Pitt, and Pitt is favored by five. So what do you guys have? I'm going to go with Mac Brown on this one. Okay. I'm going to go Pitt. I'm going to go Pitt. Um, They played Penn State really good. Mm -hmm. Their quarterback's pretty scrappy. So, yeah, I'm going to pick Pitt. Okay. I'm going with Pitt as well. I think that they're one of the better teams in the ACC. Pac-12. USC is playing at Cal. Did you guys see where um, the referee called the penalty on the wrong team when Washington State was playing Cal? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Um, well, <laughs> She's like, okay, never mind then. No. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> it's Pac-12. I don't watch it. What happens? So he, he, um, he meant to call it on the wrong team and announced the wrong one, or he legitimately called on the wrong team? They legitimately called it on the wrong team. It was on, I mean, I need to look up the... So wait, he was like... He's like pass interference on, or they said work on offense. So he would, I don't know, like he announced a penalty that doesn't even go on their like offense or defensive side, Hold like roughing yeah. the passer on the offense or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. No, like, it was on. It was like I think it was a like hands to the face on a punt return or a kickoff return, and he called it on the wrong team. Anyway, so I thought you guys would have seen it and you could have filled in the details for me. You? Yes. No. Okay. Well, but anyway. I did- See the delay of game that they didn't call on Penn State. Like there was there was a couple bad calls in the Minnesota Penn State game, and the refs just flat out missed. Like the clock was at zero, 
for a full second before Clifford's like got the ball in his hands and um they just completely missed a huge delay game and that's not reviewable and I don't understand why that's not. You can go back to the yeah. clock and see the videos and see that. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Well anyway. So the Pac twelve suspended the referee for one game. So <laughs> he will not be calling this game, but USC at Cal, USC is favored by six and a half. I hate these stupid spreads. So yeah. I would take USC, but mm-hmm. they're playing at Cal in their favor. So I'm like, Ugh, whatever, I'll take USC. It's fine. That's still only a touchdown, and then they mm-hmm. win. You know, they, they cover. Yeah, I like smaller spreads because it's just like, yeah, you know, like, it's less can go wrong, I feel like. Um, I'm going to take USC as well. Okay. I you actually too. hadn't decided on this until... <laughs> Until you guys made your picks. Now I'm like, I want to take Cal, but okay, I'll take Cal. All right. I don't have a lot of confidence in that one. And our last game is in the SEC. Georgia is playing at Auburn. Georgia is favored by two and a half. I got to take Jake from. I had a feeling Laura would say that. Yes. Here's the thing. Like Auburn can like not, can just be mediocre but they, for the big games, they, like, rise up. Like, because what, they played LSU closer than Bama did. They lost by a field goal, didn't they, to LSU? Yeah, I mean, I'm it was a close they, game. It was like, a close game. I, I don't remember the exact score. I think they played LSU closer than anyone else has. I think they only lost by a field goal. So, it, just this one's, like, hard for me. Uh, That's what she said. Uh, Megan, why don't you go, and then I'll make a decision. Okay. Well, I don't really respect Georgia. Um, I think their defense is amazing. Their offense is horrible. So I'm picking Auburn, who is a very similar team. Strong defense, not a great offense. But I think Bo Nix can move the ball a little bit. I'm going to go with Auburn. Yeah, I know. I, I haven't been that impressed with him. He's just really like... No, 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 no. He's not a great quarterback. But their offense is clicking a little bit better than Georgia's, in but my I opinion. But I like... Georgia has a solid, like, run game, and you don't really need Jake Fromm to show up for that. So I'm going to go with Georgia. All right. Well, that takes us to the Nebraska game. So Wisconsin is coming to Memorial Stadium. They are favored by 12 and a half. Oh. I know. So anyway, just give me your four predictions. What do you guys think? What's going down on Saturday? 17-13. Okay. Um, See, I think if we're going to win – like, I, I see Jonathan Taylor putting up some yards. I see him scoring um, some on us. So I think if we're going to win, it's going to, like, they're going to put up more points on us. And so we're going to have to put up, um, I'm going to say, like, 33 to 27. Okay. My four prediction is a lot closer to Amy's. So I'm going to say Wisconsin 31, Nebraska 35. Okay. All right. All right. So there we go. I, I actually. I like that we're playing at home. We play better at home. That's just a fact. I like that we're underdogs um, because I think we play better. I think we cover more when we're the underdog than when we're favored because it's like, I don't know. I just think that, like, we play more. Like, when there's, like, pressure on us to perform. We turn into diamonds. Yes, I was about to say that. Like, whip a diamond out. No, but it's like. (laughs) Just crap out a diamond. When nothing's expected of us, we we play better than when it's like we're favored and expected to win. Like I don't know, I just like slow everyone. Keep I like being the underdog. 
Well, and I will say Wisconsin looks beatable. So no. yes. Thank yeah. you, Illinois and um, Ohio, Ohio State. State and yeah. Iowa. I will be fired from the dog fight with Iowa. So yeah, that that is good getting them the week after Iowa because Iowa is a physical team, so that helps us too. There, there's lots of reasons why this game I'm not fearing as much as I was at the beginning of the year. Could it get ugly? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm just hoping for a miracle because I really want to bowl. Yeah, both this year, and I still think that I mean we'll beat Maryland and then have a chance against Iowa. So it's not like dead if we don't win this game. But I just I would love to just pull off the upset here and yeah. beat them. Agreed. I'd love it. Let's do that. <laughs> Break. Let's do it. Plus we Team beat Illinois. Three. Illinois beat them, so you know that always works. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that is true. Far away to predict a score. That's how the math works. All right. Well, we will look forward to watching Nebraska win this week. We'll keep a close eye on all the games that we picked for matchups, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. This is going to go super well. I can tell everybody. Okay. Sorry. Scratch that. Okay. 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 We are playing Tell the Story of the... All right. Okay. Okay. No, I really got this this time. I promise. All right. All right. All right.